0: Hey, dear listeners, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. Today, we're diving deep into my almost four-year journey of working with virtual assistants, especially from the Philippines, and sharing the invaluable lessons I've picked up on the way. But before we dive in, I just want to take a moment to celebrate this is our 20th episode. Can you believe it? It's crazy. If you're there listening and supporting this labor of love and fun, Thank you. You're amazing. I truly appreciate it. Okay, let's get into it. Delegation is a very simple word, yet so multidimensional, layered in how it actually works. I often get asked, how do you delegate? Where do you find your assistance? Today, I'll dig into the first question. How do I delegate? But first, let's start with a story. Well, I actually have two stories that hopefully will give you an idea of what I mean by delegation and how delegation is so present in our daily lives. When I was living in Korea, my in-laws, bless them and I miss them so much, lived very close. My mother-in-law would pick up the kids, stay with them during the day while I was at work. But she also started doing more around the house to be more helpful. She's a machine. She's so productive, focused, and the best get things done person I have ever met. She worked all her life. So she really understands the burden and all the work that mothers have to do when they also work. One thing though, really annoyed me. And it was the way she folded our towels. For context, towels in Korea are what in the US we normally call face towels. They're much smaller and bathrooms tend to be smaller. So I fit everything in my medicine cabinet, which took up our wall in the bathroom. And it was this full wall medicine cabinet recessed and it has a sliding door. The problem with this cabinet, it was that it was a little too narrow for towels. So if the towels were not folded just the right size, they would get jammed in the doors or sometimes even fall inside a toilet. So I had a very specific way to folding these where you would just make a brick that was narrow and tall so it would just fit in the cabinet. My mother-in-law was so focused on like getting things done, not looking into the little details that she would just like fold it, jam it in, shut the door. Of course she didn't take a lot of showers at home or use so many towels so she was not the end user of this product and she really didn't understand some of the implications of doing what she was doing i tried by showing the finished sample towel i explained the whys why it would not always work show her and finally very slowly she really got it done in the way Very close to what a high I had in mind, but it was still a little bit different. But I was getting helped, and I was just very happy. I'm sharing this story because something as simple as folding towels—you could ask someone do, and they will not do it exactly how you would do it. I mean, exactly the same. So, a simple act of just folding towels taught me something very profound about delegation. It's really hard to convey the exactness of what we want, especially when the task might seem obvious or straightforward to us. Let's jump to another example, my husband and the dishes. For me, doing the dishes means scanning the kitchen, looking for stray plates, utensils, cups. For him, it just means clearing the dishes in the sink. The funny thing is he's not doing anything wrong The directions were incomplete or I made a lot of assumptions. This is another important lesson we need to take into account when delegating. We all come with our unique definitions, layers of expectations built on our individual experiences. It's about finding that middle ground, the common sense of work ethic or training someone your work ethic so they understand and follow suit. Now let's get practical. When I think about tasks, I have a few categories. We have the Ikea furniture type tasks where you follow instructions to the letter. And for these, as long as you know what you need to build, you are pretty safe. This is when templates come in handy. Take this template, see this final product. I want the exact same thing with this text set. Or take these photos, recreate the final result with this new set of photos. Most likely you will get pretty close to what you want. Now we have this other category and I would say that about 80% of the work falls under this category or even more where it is just more ambiguous by default, by design. Creative projects are not always IKEA-like because you have a vision in mind and until you are making it, you will not know all of the random things that might come up in the way. And also creative projects just really change and form and shape as you are working on this creative projects. So you might have an initial vision, but as you are doing the things and creating this might change. You know, they're very hard to make someone create something the way you want or have originally envisioned. These require judgment taste, sense of beauty, a sense of something. And these are hard to delegate. For instance, I wanted to create a short video clip from a podcast in a certain style and I was looking for somebody to edit the video for me. So I was like looking for people, I put different job descriptions, ads, and I found two people that seemed to have the right experience and I pretty much gave them The same thing, the same brief with very similar instructions, including the reference, the text, the footage, the style notes. What else did I include in this brief? Anything that reflected the spirit of the task, the mood, the final result. And I try to be very specific with the type of captions to use, which ones not to use and why. I wanted the video to be feminine. I showed examples of what I meant by feminine and what I meant by masculine. I explained the type of things I liked or didn't like in short form, the type of music that was good, the design aspects of it, and of course, access to all the platforms they needed for the task, music, footage, branding assets, all of that, all in one document. I had provided the same things, the same instructions, like most things were identical. And you would think that it is straightforward, but to my surprise, I ended up with two very, very different end products. It was fascinating to see how people interpret instructions based on their past experiences. And of course, because we all live different lives, our internal language models are unique. Our way of interpreting things. Is unique this realization led me to just a very crucial aspect of delegation which is training before i assign a task i look at people's previous work and see what they have done if i see potential i give them a test project but before they start on their project i do training on my own taste i spend a significant amount of time educating my team on my preferences I provide specific feedback. I like this. I don't like that. This way over time, they can predict my choices and our work synergy improves. They can think for me and then make the decisions as I would. As people work on things, I provide a lot of taste feedback. I don't like this because of X. Mm, I'm not sure about this. I'm not in love with this. I love this. This is great. Look at this from this campaign. I like how elegant this all looks. Unfortunately, it is a bit abstract. It's like a feeling. It is that something that is actually difficult to put in words. But the training helps. The examples help. And the teaching is also somewhat like conceptual and abstract. And you may think, oh my God, nobody would get it. We need recipes, precise instructions we could follow. We need like an Ikea book. But thankfully, a lot of people I have worked with just get it. And it's amazing to see how people grow and they become superpowers and confident in their ability. So this leads me to another point, which is empowerment. There's a huge value in empowering your team. My father-in-law had this saying about don't walk the horse, ride the horse. Let the horse lead. The idea is if you trust the horse, or in this case, your team, they might surprise you with shortcuts or better ways to reach your destination. The horse probably knows the land better than you do. I've experienced this firsthand by giving my team a clear vision of the destination and giving them more creative freedom, they often exceeded my expectations by bringing fresh perspectives to projects. When you're delegating, you can see a common theme here that when delegating, communication is key. You can see an underlying theme here that communication is key, not just about the task, but also about how you work. I'm very open about my ADHD and how I might forget things. And I encourage my team to remind me of things. They learn how I work, how my brain works. Additionally, I also ensure that all resources they might need are easily accessible. This minimizes the back and forth and makes the delegation process smoother. The earlier example I gave you about the short form video that I commissioned, I'm sharing the Notion doc that I use with my contractors. You can find it on my LinkedIn at Monica Lim Co. I've enabled the comment section on the Notion doc so you can leave comments. If you want more of this stuff, if you find this helpful, please write down your comment. And I hope that I can bring more value in the future. I also left video instructions on how to create something like it. I hope you enjoy. I love delegation, but one thing that I love more than delegating is the training aspect. I've been a coach, a teacher for over 10 years now. It's amazing to see how much people can grow when given the chance. So this is why I am working to create a community for virtual assistants, a place where people who are interested in becoming helpful to others can come in, meet other people, learn, and grow. I'll show more details soon. I used to believe I had to do everything myself. And most of the times, this is true. I may be best to do most of the things I set out to do, but delegation gave me so much more leverage to dream and think big. The things that I thought I couldn't do because I didn't know how, I can now delegate. The things that I know how to do but just don't have the time, I can now delegate. There are only a handful of things that only I and I only can do. Those are the ones that I focus on. Interviewing people. Being present. The rest we can delegate to reclaim our time. So dear listeners, as you embark or continue on your delegation journey, just remember these lessons. Communicate very clearly. Train, but not train on the skills, but train people to think like you, to choose like you, to make the decisions like you would. Trust your team and most importantly, enjoy the process. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, keep delegating, keep growing, keep making a difference. Let's get practical.